Sports listeners, I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This is a whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. And all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes, my, my, we've got the rock stars in the house today, Dr. D. We've got six rock stars. You know, um, I have a uh, web designer, Claudia Moreau, and she says, I don't, no, don't ask me the technical how. She says, you know, your show is up 19%. 19%! I think it's because we just have all these, you know, a shift. We had a shift in uh, people. We lost, it's like a, a wave because all of our kids graduate. And then we have people have gone up in bigger, better things. Um, I think I'm going to base it because of the show now. Mm-hmm. And that, well, I think so. I don't know. The nice thing is, is people leave, and then they bring people. They said, "Okay, I have to go, but I, I'm bringing on this people mm-hmm. person." You know what? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. And then we have the best producer in California. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. And, and and my my bestie is here. She comes in every time she comes in here. She brings in a rock star. She brought mm-hmm. in college coach Holly. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and now she's brought in somebody else, Angela Miller Bevan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I brought uh, you in a stress ball because I don't want you to be stressed out. No. <laughs> no it's working. Did you notice that she's talking slower and calmer right now because she has a stress ball in her hand? I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. You're doing so much. Tell us what's going on. I, I'm, I've been told I'm supposed to say, this is Angela Miller-Bevan. I don't come in very often, but for those of you out there that don't know me, um, I work for the American Heart Association, mm-hmm. and I sit on the board of directors for Old Spanish Days and the Carriage Museum. Nice. I am a mom of a 25-year-old and a 12-year-old, so I have one in college and one in junior high. <laughs> and my oldest son is a Bishop alum, and that is how I met the famous Erica. Oh. And I I have a great guest today that's going to be coming on later. She's in the in the quiet room, but you guys are going to love her. She's full of energy, almost more than you. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I am so excited. Thank you. You know, I, we do go back actually from to St. Raphael's days, and I I mean, there's no child on the planet that I would want, including my own kids. I love your. Son, I know it's weird. <laughs> I love your son's smell. I mean, this kid it's has no hormones. Good. kids want to say goodbye I'm like oh god I have to hold my nose this kid I gave extra rocky hugs and he'll tell you I go oh my god you smell so good I, I, I made sure he bathed when he was, when he was you younger know, some babies like don't smell I mean they smell all babies have a baby smell but has that baby fresh he, her son Austin has this baby fresh smell and I've never I, well it's he, true he just loves Erica though he loves, I know poor guy I, Austin I did not bring this story up I Erica know. did oh my god he's such a and he's a good hugger too. Oh, he's the best. I yeah, love him. I'm sure his girlfriend has given him the uh, dirty yeah, eye well, right now. you know, hey, I'm going <laughs> to knock her down. I don't even care. Okay, <laughs> when it comes to me, I remember I saw him at Solstice Parade. You know, everybody's hot, sweaty Solstice just sitting around and having the sun beat on. Him. I said, "Bring it in." I mean, because I wouldn't be wanting to bring it in with anybody else. But oh, I even said, "You smell like roses." <laughs> I did. Ask him. He probably did though, because he know. is now that he's older. His he's into the the cologne and the smelling. Uh, good. God, he, he likes to shower now. No, I don't know. I have two boys that like to shower. I know. <laughs> I do, and the, the junior high That's he awesome. does uh, like to shower, and um, I I think he smells pretty good too. Everyone's lifting their arm. <laughs> How do I smell? <laughs> Just, I, I smell good, pretty good. Okay, Emily, you got to go next. Woo! 
Emily, put your hands together. Emily, all right. All right. Talk about yourself. So um, this is Emily Urchison from Song of Spheres Coaching. Ignite your creative voice and pursue your musical dreams. And today I'm going to talk to you about sparking your creativity oh. and how you can do that and how powerful it is to recognize that you yourself are this divine creative spark and music can be a pathway to manifesting your dreams. So nice. I'm really excited I, about that. The whole thing of performance coaching, you yeah. know, that's the new thing. Yes. Right? You got all kinds of different coaches. Yes. But performance coaching and using it through music is, uh, as a matter of fact, my son's going to hopefully cross your fingers. He gets into his uh, doctorate program and he wants to do the same thing mm-hmm. um, it's in psychology. Awesome. The whole performance awesome. in, in that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm loving using um, music as a tool because yeah. it wakes you up. Yeah. We were doing the sound bowl a week or two ago. I mean, ask Dominique, what did I do when I got home? Yeah. <laughs> Took a nap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as I walk in, well, this it was a bigger than a salad bowl. Okay, this thing was a good like, I don't know, twenty freaking gallon but, bowl. Yeah, no, yeah. it was gigantic. Gallons. Yeah, I looked inside because I was starving. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, no food. And then they start going. <laughs> <laughs> not, they're calling me. Not yet. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I going to say? So awesome. we, thank you yeah. so much for. You're for, welcome. I'm so excited. Yeah. And actually, I use some really neat psychological concepts mm-hmm. in this coaching program that I've developed to help people to find the music inside of them. So, and I've seen amazing things with kids. Just when and when I teach musical instruments, I teach them to recognize that they are music, mm-hmm. and that so when they get in touch and build a relationship with it, it's amazing, especially with teenagers because they have so many hormones moving through them and so many emotions but music is the language of emotion so it really helps them get in touch with that and move through the things that are holding them back so they don't stay depressed or isolated and a lot of really creative people isolate themselves because they're feeling such deep emotions so if we can help them put music to it and express themselves mm. and um, so I'm really excited to share about Indeed. that. Indeed. I love that word. <laughs> well done. Thank you. What's the youngest you take? I take um, youngest I take usually about five, five? so five. five to like 95 my oldest student is an 80 year old who's been nice. playing guitar for the last five years with me and and he went through my coaching program very successful judge he's now writing his own songs nice. and so you know anybody can do it anybody right. can express that part of themselves and so to me um, I feel like it's a magical journey to, to go on when you, you break through and you recognize oh my god I have songs inside of me that I can express myself in that way and so. now if somebody that spontaneous wants to grab the snicker bar, you know, at the counter, and they. What's your phone number? <laughs> Area code 805-458-3987. Great, and I love your commercial too, as well. It was really good. I hopefully, Thank it'll be you. on, uh, be cart hard coded in this show as well. Right after Fantastic. these, uh, I'm so grateful to, the messages. to be here. Oh, so grateful. We love you, <laughs> Dominique Hackett. <laughs> Woo! We just as we just go along, we're just going, we're going backwards. We're going counterclockwise. Are we in a retrograde? Uh, no, not okay, currently. Well, back, okay, that is not your turn. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Interesting <laughs> planets going forward. Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, come on, don't be shy. Don't You're be busy. Shy. You are I very am, busy. I am very busy. So I'm working on becoming a Braille transcriber. Uh, I've been doing volunteer work at the Santa Barbara Braille Institute. And officially, I work for the Philosophical Books for the Blind. And we're working on creating dual vision books so that anyone could sit and read our books. And we're holding that space for philosophy, religion, and Philosophical thought. Ooh, nice. Very well said. Okay, we got Coach Holly's in the house. Let's go. 
first I Thursday. Know. I must be here. Where else? I, I just don't know what else to do with myself. Exactly. I'm Holly McCord Duncan, and I am the owner of Smart College Admission, where I help students find the right fit for college because it's a little overwhelming when there are 2,000 plus four-year colleges and universities out there in the United States alone. So I'm trying to help students make sure they end up a place where they will not just survive college, but really thrive and become the person they're meant to be and launch. I love that. And what I loved about you and what, what I was so... First, not first one, it's just... What I really like is that you do look at the financial component and the costs and the results of that uh, commitment that you make. Does your child want to just, especially if you do the whole private school, and uh, Angela will understand this because we were in the system together, and the pressure not to go to City College. And I'm sorry, there was just a lot of pressure. Um, and, you know, to continue with the whole educational especially if you do, you know, Catholic all the way. But at the end of the day, uh, you, know, you know, you got six-figure debt. Oh, yeah. And so it's so, like, that's yeah. the thing is that going to State College, and we were discouraged. Mm -hmm. And after we were discouraged, and I, my son went to City College, half of those kids that went to those four-year colleges came running back to Santa Barbara and were like, I can't handle it! And so all that money that you put that child in that four-year college and then they came all the way back. That's true, exactly. It's no, so great so. to have a coach who I, helps have to you have work a coach, through that. Folks. You yeah. have a coach. And City College is a great match for some kids, but mm -hmm. for some kids, if they go there, there's a higher risk they won't ever make it to the four-year. So you really got to evaluate each individual for what they need for their success. So you're not only looking at the child's need, but also the family in terms oh, of the whole, right? Which yeah. is really important. I remember when my, there were three of us in college at the same time. And I didn't, at that time, my dad was paying like $100,000 a year. And so it was such a strain on the family, but we weren't aware of it because mm -hmm. he was helping support that. So I think right. really looking at the family and the whole of those needs is, is well, extremely important. So much of what I do is make them aware of resources that they didn't know about. For instance, I think I've mentioned this one before, but Colby College out in Maine, if your family makes less than $60,000 a year, you're not going to pay a dime. They have that promise. If you make between sixty and 120 I think it is, you're going to pay $15,000 or less for per year. So those resources make That's college much more words, affordable. If you're in California, so you don't have to worry about non-residency. They're private, they're oh, private, private college, okay. so wow, in-state, out-of-state doesn't right. really matter. Got it. But that can be, the average amount of debt at UCSB these days is between twenty one and 22000 by mm -hmm. the time a student graduates. So if you understand your options and understand that private colleges have more money mm -hmm. in many cases, mm -hmm. it just change, it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. So if I can teach people something that will help them and Absolutely. save them some money, Absolutely. I love doing that. Yeah, Thank you. Great. so. I'm so thankful that you're here. You have no idea. I mean, because I love college coaching. Woo! Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Ed Langlo is in the house. My boy. You always sit to the right of me. I love yeah, you. I, I love your thoughts. You just... Your trinkle, trinkling a little bright light. I Thank love you. it. My name is Ed Langlo. Uh, my weekly segment on the show is called If Only I'd Known. It's a mentor's moment to the, to the teens uh, in, the, in the studio and then those listening in. And if you listen later on this morning, I'll be doing a segment called People Will Treat You Just About As Good As You Treat Them. That'll be my segment for this morning. I also am a volunteer at the Elks Lodge. I do some voiceover ads for them. I do advertisements for their 4th of July 
function there, the Groovin' in the Grove car show, and which brought me to Erica. I came in and asked her if she would do our ad, and I've been here ever since. Oh, I locked the door. Are you joking? You can hear his voice? Also, oh, my God, he's a singer, too. Yeah. He sing at my funeral. Not say, the yeah, yeah. I'm not planning on going right now. I have this also, also, a recent author. I just finished a history book. It's called Motorcycling in Santa Barbara County. It goes back to 1920 up till 1960. All the history, and, and, and it was huge in Santa Barbara in those days. There were 12 motorcycle race courses in Santa Barbara County, and none of them survive today, so we don't know about them. But well, uh, Your book is awesome and filled well, with so you. many photos. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you know, what, what is today Ealing's Park, Pershing Park, uh, La Conchita, all the places we're familiar with were originally racetracks. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. You did mention that once before. All right, I, I'm going to see how many squishes on this heart ball that I can get while we go to break. This is Eric Assault of the Clean 18. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda. Please tune in every, every single, single Tuesday. Tuesday. That, was, that was so good. <laughs> that was so... Erica, what are you Powerful. doing? That was very strong. That was really good. And guess who's going to start? We're going to start off with our college coach, Holly. Put your hands Woo. together. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. So happy. Always happy to be here. I thought today I'd talk about athletes, yeah. student athletes, since that's what I promised last time I was here. It's always good to keep your word. So what I wanted to talk about specifically was the basics of how do you even get recruited by a college that might pay you money, because that's a pretty big topic and everybody has dreams. The reality is that only about 2% of the students are going to ever get an athletic scholarship. So it's not the best way to plan your to finance your education however having said that let's back up a little bit if you are a competitive athlete most likely the way you'll get noticed is by playing on a club team that travels and goes to tournaments because that's really where you're going to find the coaches they're they're scouting people they're looking for what you're doing on the field but don't forget or be aware that they are also watching you off the field so let me just tell a quick story of a coach who went to a soccer tournament, watched a student play, then in the parking lot saw that student berating his parents about the way that other kids had played that game. And the coach looked and said, nope, off my list, not interested in that attitude. So they're looking for more than just the on-the-field skills, although that certainly is their top priority. But you have to be someone they're going to want to work and with. with social media these days, that's a, that's oh, a big deal. Ouch. And the that's something that I address your... in, in this week's topic. Absolutely. It's actually on my to-do list for when I work with students to tell them, clean your social yep. media mm-hmm. and don't let your friends post things that you would not say yourself. Clean it off. It takes work, but it, it's critical. Yeah, I had both of my boys, they, they didn't have social media during, basic, during the their uh, scouting high school process because you can't prevent what somebody posts on even if on yours and it's that one you know half hour that you don't look at it and then there is the um, coach from St. Mary's looking at you or whatnot so yeah no 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 social media and people can even if you take stuff down people could screenshot it before you get it down and if somebody's ticked off at you what if they send that picture to somebody, a coach who you're really hoping to talk to? You need to be careful with what you do. And I h- hate to say that because it's a hard thing to do at this age, but 
it's a bigger picture you got to keep in mind. So anyway, imagine you're at this tournament, you're playing your sport, a coach is really interested in you. There's a good chance that coach will not approach you because there are very clear rules in the NCAA about how coaches are allowed to interact with students. And I'm sure you've heard in the news this week about the new bill that Governor Newsom signed saying that amateur athletes who play for colleges and universities and get paid to play essentially they get scholarships may be able to now profit from their own endo- from the endorsements. endorsements and that's a pretty big deal because it set up a conflict with the NCAA rules so I'm certain this is going to go to co- court at yeah, some point yeah. it's going to be really interesting to watch but mm-hmm. as a student athlete follow that issue it's important that you be aware of what's going on in your field whether it's your sport or something else I would also encourage you to if you have not been contacted by the end of your junior year of high school, there's a really slim chance that you're being scouted for a Division One or Division School to uh, scholarship. Mm-hmm. So if you think you ought to be in there for some reason you didn't get noticed, you can reach out to a coach. I encourage you to be incredibly polite. Politely persistent is the way I would put it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make a pest of yourself. You just want to get on their radar. Remember who they're looking at. Remember who your competition is. It may be difficult to get on their radar. Mm-hmm. But Always remember, make a good impression and be remembered for the right reasons, <laughs> not because mm-hmm. you were the one who got mad and and said, you haven't responded to three of my emails. What's going on with you? I don't want to play for you. Not the way to make friends. <laughs> so I would encourage everybody to keep in mind the reality. About 2% of high school student athletes are going to be awarded some form athletic, of athletic scholarship really small number in the grand scheme of things. Now, you may have friends, you may have heard stories, and a lot of people see that as their way out, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in underrepresented communities. I want to tell you there are other options. And Division III schools don't pay to play. You don't get scholarships. But it's still valuable to talk to those coaches because it may help you in the admission process. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't give you money to go there, if a coach goes in and says, hey, this guy's my top recruit, I really need a new person in this position and he's it there's a very strong chance it will have an influence in the final decision whether you're not whether or not you're admitted to that college so those there's a lot of things at play that I really hope students understand don't hook your dreams on this pursue your dreams go for it but know that even if you don't get recruited there's still money out there and we can help you find it so can you give an explanation for parents that don't understand the difference between a D1, D2, D3? What yes. is that? Yes, great question. A Division One school, these are the large research universities, the ones who are playing in bowl games and that you see on television. And they have a policy that allows students to essentially get scholarships in order to play. Then division, but here's another thing you should ask if you happen to get recruited. Make sure you ask, what happens if I get injured? Does my scholarship go away or is there a guarantee? Also ask, will I be allowed to pick my major or from any major that I want on campus? Or are there things that athletes are specifically encouraged to major in because it works best in terms of the practice schedule and game travel schedule and things like that? And the answer may be just what you want to hear. But if it's not, you need to know that going in. A Division II school is similar to a Division I school. They're slightly less competitive. They take a I don't want to, I'll probably get all kinds of emails if I say they take it less seriously because that's not true. But they, they're just not up quite to the same level of 
you don't see them on television nearly as often, shall we say. And then Division three schools mean that they're usually highly academic focused. Often these are the small private colleges that are... You go for the academics, but they are incredibly competitive. Don't ever get the idea that playing D3, you're going to just walk on the field and, oh, I don't feel like practicing today. Oh, no. (laughs) The coach will, by far, be in your face telling you that's not the way things work. But it's a little bit more of a balance between academics come first and sports just behind it. So if you're a junior and you've not been reached out to... Unless you get active at that point, you may never get reached out to. You may not. And you, you also have to get active in a very polite way. In a very polite way. And I would also encourage all anybody who's even thinking about this, register in the NCAA website because it's it won't necessarily get you on anybody's radar, but you have to make sure you're even eligible. Some students don't realize that to be NCAA eligible is not the same as graduating from high school. There are very specific courses that they expect you to take. For the most part, those line up with what it takes to be admitted to college anyway, but you should be really careful about that because you don't want to think, oh, I'm NCAA eligible only to discover, oh, no, they wanted another year of foreign language or whatever the case might be. And that's all on the MC- NC. AA website so you can look up facts and figures for individual sports for the eligibility requirements you can register there all of that's available right there nice and easy Last but not least, I I really encourage anybody, if you're that late, late bloomer that maybe grew four inches in, uh, say, junior to freshman year of college, and you said, hey, I'm I'm just not done with sports, even though you weren't actively recruited, you can walk on. Yes. Because I've walked on every sport, and I made the team, every team I've ever, I played three sports in college, and that's just walking on. And I wasn't known out here because I moved out here in my senior year of high school. So if it's not, if you still have that hunger, it's nothing's going to stop a true warrior that wants to play a particular position or sport. You you will, the universe will grant it to you if you really, really, really want it. So you just got to work really hard at it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. That's just my and two take cents. the initiative. You're exactly. absolutely right. Walk on if you just go talk to the coach. First day of school. Mm-hmm. There's ne- I've never heard a coach ever that wouldn't give a kid, especially like a pitcher on a baseball team. You know, if I saw somebody long, lanky, and I don't even know who you are, I'm going to think God sent you. You know what I'm saying? I would. I'm like, why wouldn't I just? Especially, I guarantee you, there'd be a catcher within a vision of my line of sight. I would not not want to give this kid, you know, an opportunity, and even if he wasn't, you know, a rocket on the mound. But I saw because I'm the coach, so. If I saw potential, I mean, it's really how much you just see it, and especially if you know you've got the the body. So yeah, just my again, just don't when you have people around you like Holly and other coaches and people in your life, mentors. You want to stick around people that are going to encourage you, not the ones that beat you up. Because the ones that beat you up, I mean, unless you're that person, you know, you're just born with you know sugar packets and you're going to make lemonade out of all the lemons that you ever feel. But I don't know. This is my whole thing. My two cents on the bucket but thank you so much holly and you're welcome and i will you. see you the next first thursday yes <laughs> i'm so excited thank you so much let's take a little break it's erica salda the queen of teen we'll be back with more after these messages This is the 
Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Yay! Well, and I hope that wasn't an important text. <laughs> it wasn't a text. Tell me all about me right now. <laughs> I was not a text. I would never do that to you. I know. You were looking. You were doing something in your purse. I didn't realize we were back on. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like, Where's my, how about this? Where's my phone? Oh, Dominic, I'm sorry I brought up that you lost your phone this last week. Yeah. So oh, no. Oh, yeah. So for the person out there that found my phone yeah. in Los Alamos, it would have been really great. Well, it still would be great if you would return it to me. Yeah. That would Can be I tell awesome. you that? My my son's friend, I gave them a ride home from junior high yesterday, and they go to Santa Barbara Junior High. I dropped them off and went on my way to all my different meetings, and apparently he had left his phone in the back seat of my car, and so the mom was tracking it. She was like, <laughs> oh, and it went to hysterical. here, and then it went to here, uh-huh. and she goes, I think a homeless person got it, and I go, that is sorry, what does a homeless person have, a motor scooter? That is so funny. All the way out to like Costco, all the way back oh, down to the stalking you. And so I get back in my car and I'm talking to my husband and it's like eight o'clock at night and I just left a board meeting and I hear this and I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's put a bomb in my car. I know there's a bomb in my car. <laughs> finally my phone rings and it's the mom and she goes, Any chance you have Jackson's phone in your car? I'm like, oh thank God it's not a bomb. <laughs> She goes, I've been tracking you for like the last three hours. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, Sorry, the funny thing is when you have funny. a phone and then the wallet. See, I won't do that yeah. because it's not smart. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I know. Sorry. But this is I would lose it. Well, you know, it, this is something that we all need to do at some point. There needs to be a family team meeting and everybody needs to click into find my phone and figure out how the find my phone works. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have remembered my password, I could have <laughs> <laughs> So, used. We track, we track <laughs> everyone in our family, and people say, "Is that you, you like your husband and yourself?" And I and like like I should be offended or something. Uh, and I'm all, "Why would I be offended? I don't care. Well, exactly. I want to know where my kids are, and my what? kids want to know where I am. Right. And obviously, I'm not somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. So <laughs> we should all be okay. Now they wonder why their mom is exhausted every night she gets home because <laughs> she had 19 stops. <laughs> It's like, wow. She told me everywhere I went. She says, like, she went down the list. I was like, why, yes, that is everywhere I went. That's funny. That's hilarious. Oh, you can delete that one, don't you? When you go on to find my phone, if you have lost your phone, you can make it ping, even if it's on mute. Your phone will ring out so that you can find it. Uh, well, so when I kept my calling your really phone, helpful. though, because it rang through, right? Yeah. Then it rang through, and then somebody, you know, turned, turned it, off. it off, and it was and offline. Then, right. Yeah. So, uh, man, if they saw the texts that I left, yeah. I lost. I went ghetto. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm <laughs> it like, goes from please return it to yeah, if like, you don't listen, return this right, phone right exactly. now. <laughs> the first thing she did is she offered a hundred. I offered reward. a reward. I sent a text yeah. and I said, if you have this phone, I will give you a hundred dollars for returning right. it. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. They can't well, really do anything with it. So no, like, yeah. yeah. And well, the, you know, going around the DMV, and then you got to turn off all your cards. And then, because everything, like, she goes, oh, my life was in there. And I go, oh, I know. So, meanwhile, I've taken all my life out of my phone. Because <laughs> my son lost 
lost. I know because my son lost his phone the day before. <laughs> Things happen in threes. You know that. I know. You know, right. I know. But this is the other thing. It also has the ability to send you the location when it does come back online. It will ping you with the location. And then the last resort is it will erase. So as soon as somebody turns my phone on and it hits the Wi-Fi, it'll instantly erase. And take a picture of it. And I had Face ID, so you can't get into my phone at all. So anyway, but yeah, that's it. There's our lost lost phone uh, stories. (laughs) But honestly, look at your phone, and if if it's a phone wallet, I don't know. I don't think that's such a good idea, no. Because you never, you just don't know. I, I personally am, I, I have like every tracking device on my keys, <laughs> my phone. There is not a chance I would put a license or a credit card on anything because I would lose it. And sometimes I was like, That's so and then funny. someday somebody said, I, go, I can't find my phone or my keys. And they go, well, you have that tracker on your keys. And I go, but you can't track it without the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to say you got to think out these tracking things. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hysterical. So who who do we have so excited? Who did you bring it? I brought Leslie Sokol here, and she is an amazing person. I love her. We have, we met a little while back, and um, American Heart Association um, got some funding to do some dance. Um, some dance um, movement classes in schools to help kids get heart healthy. Sorry, my my heart, heart, heart healthy. And so Leslie Sokol owns um, Dance Kids, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about what she does because it's really amazing. She has her own show on TV. She does YouTube videos, but she's really great at getting kids excited about being healthy and learning dance and what they can do with that. Take it away. (laughs) <laughs> all righty. Well, I'm just ecstatic to be here with all this incredible energy. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful guests here. And yes, I've been I've been working with children all ages and adults too for I don't want to say I'll say over 25 years, but it's been longer, <laughs> a lot longer. But it's it is it's my lifelong passion, and um, I'm I'm glad to be here now in Santa Barbara. Uh, I've been here a couple of years. I have my own little setup, you know, small dance studio, and then I'm I'm just trying to get involved with the schools and also now working alongside of I'm, I'm really excited elated to be doing things with the American Heart Association and really get out and 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 make a difference in our community especially our youth I think um, there's so many challenges nowadays and things that um, maybe not so great things that kids are experimenting with or getting into and I think that you know, if they really, uh, you know, take care of themselves um, and do take care of their bodies and their minds, it's all and emotionally um, and do things, you know, follow their passion. And I think physical exercise is like so important. And of course, eating healthy, too. So that's kind of what I'm out there. That's my motto besides serious fun, but also just getting out and reaching out to girls and boys and, and giving them the opportunity to, to dance and move their bodies and just uh, grow up so, you know, they have a lifelong, healthy lifestyle. Great. So what's your age range, Leslie? Well, I do like, I started like mommy and me classes all nice. the way I've, I've taught up to adults. Nice. And so I like all the ages. Um, and I do jazz, dance, and hip-hop, and fitness, and 
and uh, aerobics, all that type of dance. Nice. So when I was in school, we had to learn square dancing. <laughs> what what the heck are kids learning these days? <laughs> they still teach that in junior high. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> grammar school, Peabody Grammar School. We yeah. had Mr. Saunders, I believe was his name. He was well, the caller yeah. for square dancing. What happened, though, I think, because I know even back in the 90s when I was teaching as far as I would go on site and I ran all the physical education programs in like a lot of school districts that was in Northern California and they they hired people from the outside because a lot of the schools because of the fundings mm-hmm. don't you know have that extracurricular activities mm-hmm. where they can in-house so mm-hmm. then they bring specialists like myself and Emily and other other mm-hmm. artists out there that mm-hmm. come in and, and do programs nice mm-hmm. so, so if we get a hold of you how do we get a hold of you uh, you can go to my website, dancekidsfun.com, nice. and then it's uh, 805-312-8089. Nice. Well, I don't know if Angela told you, like, anytime she brings in guests, because we're having a whole new rotation, this show... Um, actually gets 44 minutes a week because we air four times a week and we're so blessed by having a Dr. Richard Dugan here. Put her, I always got to just give him the love. Um, so what he does, he donates his time and um, I, I donate the minutes back into the community and I love your story and uh, Angela's a very good friend of mine. So what I'd like to do um, is donate to you um, a commercial doesn't you know not for free it's just whatever and we'll just put you in the rotation for the remainder of 2019 going into 2020 i am sure it'll help you thank you very much she's speechless everybody i know what's the catch everybody's everybody's yeah no it's great catch you ran back it's wonderful exactly yeah i definitely look forward to working with the heart with angela and the heart association getting into the commercial together you do whatever you feel like doing we would love that and that's what we're really trying to focus on right now with especially our youth um kids Mm -hmm. in santa barbara in our community is being heart healthy right i mean there's a lot to it it's not just i think it's brilliant it's about low stress. Right. It's about yeah. eating healthy. It's about exercise. Yeah. It's about drinking water. It's about, it, mm-hmm. there's so many aspects to it. And that's what the American Heart Association is trying to get out to the community, the families, and helping them to do that right now. Yeah. So that's genius. We love working with Leslie. So that's we're excited for the partnership. Yeah, yeah we're really, <laughs> we, we love you guys. So that's great. Let's take another little break. We've got two more segments. I'm really excited what uh, is to come. It's Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. Yes. All right, Ed Langlow, it's all yours. All right. <laughs> If only I'd known his uh, mentor's moment with the teens here in the studio, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is about how people will treat you. It's usually the same way you treat them. Uh, If only I'd known how to treat others when I was young. I used to laugh and say, do unto others before they do unto you. I I just didn't get it. You don't have to think very hard to imagine if you walk up to someone and say something disrespectful or rude, that you're probably going to hear something disrespectful or rude right back. And uh, today's social media, like texting and Facebook, 
it's even easier to be inconsiderate or rude to someone because you don't have to look them in the face when you're talking to them. And some of those digital messages, well, they'll be around a lot longer than you'd like them to be. Now, when I was in junior high school, there was a guy, his last name was Holt. Holt was very tall, and he had a baby face that always had a smile on it. I could see him coming down the halls because he was head and shoulders above everybody else. And when he got close to me, he'd say, hey, Ed, how you doing? And I remember thinking, I really look forward to seeing that guy. I wonder if I said hi to everybody like he does, if they'd look forward to seeing me. But uh, I would have had to change my personality, and the whole idea just kind of faded away. (laughs) The problem is more not remembering that, not thinking about how you're going to come across. Now, Christmas is coming up. Notice how people are a lot friendlier at Christmas because the last person they talked to probably said, Hi, Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. Mm -hmm. Promise you this. If you greet people with a smile... Treat them with respect, they'll likely treat you exactly the same way. Listen in next week when our message will be for the adults, titled, Be the Person That You Wish Would Have Been There When You Were Young. Wow. That was deep. Can I take that home with me so that I can see? (laughs) Dominic takes them every week. I believe I need to share that with my 12-year-old. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very friendly and nice. And, but, you know, interesting thing with junior high and all the hormones and everything they're going through right now is that we had an incident where somebody was not so nice to my son. He hit him. And it was... It was shocking to my son because he was really, they were just, a bunch of kids were laughing. Well, this kid thought that they were laughing at him. And so I, we had, it opened up this conversation, but my son took away from the whole thing is that they shouldn't have been laughing. And he, he said this on his own, that they shouldn't have been laughing like that. And that maybe there was something that they could have done differently and then posted something on Facebook about befriending everyone and smiling at everyone at school and making people feel comfortable if you see someone that's off by themselves. And I thought that was so big for a 12-year-old to get that and be like... Apple don't fall far from the tree. (laughs) (laughs) I was so proud. That's awesome, too. I mean, I'm going to say... That's that's really so... That's so amazing, too, because when other people say things and criticize and bully, it's because they're hurting themselves. Exactly. And so, but that's, and, and you know what's a wonderful, pro- do you know nonviolent communication? Have you ever heard about nonviolent no. communication? There's some wonderful communication programs to work with that, but that's such a wonderful it, story it's just, to I see think that. It's, yeah, and it's like, and, but Angela, I think as us, I'm like what Angela you. i and, and anger management. No, I'm just kidding. Should we tell them? Yeah. <laughs> but, but what the nonviolent communication is, is it's about having that compassion and recognizing that, wow, Somebody else must be hurting more than I am. It's and that, that it's that, that security he said. He said, within that yourself that yeah. yeah, they're hurting. And so there's that's a really powerful it was, story. And, but I was I was so proud, but I was also educated because I felt like here's these young people and they're 
being thrown into this huge school and they're scared and they're all going through their own thing and their bodies are changing and then they don't know how to deal with it. And so we have to teach them how to, yeah. you know, manage it, their feelings exactly. and help them through it. Exactly. And how to smile. Exactly. Be, well, yeah. And, and the person that you were yeah, exactly. You were young exactly. because we need to be there for them. But getting in touch with those feelings. Like, what am I really feeling? And there, there is, Nonviolent Communication is such a wonderful program for that because it teaches them to get in touch with their feelings and their needs and there it's so important to understand that my feelings matter well, and he said and to me I said he said I have a stomach ache one day and I said well I started explaining like anxiety and hurt and things like that and he was like oh is that because I said you know it's nothing it wasn't anything like he wasn't sick he wasn't this and it was like but I have this weird feeling and I said well sometimes you need to listen to that weird feeling and you need to kind of figure out what's going on you when, know when I was teaching and I've taught all different ages but when I was teaching I came across the book um, Being a Highly Sensitive Child or have you ever heard of that book? No. And so what I d- discovered is that there are these highly sensitive kids that are in these public schools and they're true leaders but they get kind of overpowered and bullied by the others so I always tried to give them that power so they could really find the power of their voice because they're leaders and so to me what it sounds like is your like son that, is yeah. a leader. Yeah, and, I like that. Yeah there's, there's a lot to that. Yeah. That's really Thank wonderful. You. Yeah. Well, for the most part with our kids, they will mirror what we do. Yes. So that shows that for for us that he has parents that are self-reflective. In other words, he experienced a situation. Mm-hmm. He saw that not everybody was happy. It made him feel uncomfortable, and he was able to engage in self-reflection. That's huge. That's that's what we want to do for our kids. Yeah. Well, you're good. Yeah, it is the model. Oh, thank you. I, you're great. I was just so proud of him. That, like, I was overcome with, wow, that... You know, you're only 12 years old. You know how long it took me to learn that? (laughs) I would see that in music, too, as I would go in to teach these kids. And then the parents would try to get them to practice. I'm like, you know what would really get them to practice? If you took guitar lessons, too. And they would. And it was like because being the human being, being, you know, empowered, strong, using your voice, they follow that. They follow what you are modeling as opposed to just what you're saying. So I think that's really, yeah, yeah, it's really wonderful. Really, at the end of the day... A child really just wants time. And you know, love. And we want to give the time, but yeah. because everybody's so scattered and survival, got to go here, Presence. here, here. So the nice yeah. thing is the amount of time that you have, you're, you make it precious by having a sit down, having a dialogue, getting them in touch with their feelings. I mean, you and Char- Sean are really good at that. And then the amount of time that you put, you know, you take with them, you know, with their practice, their school, so on and so forth. So, yeah, mm-hmm. kudos. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, well, I, I look forward to your next yeah. <laughs> next topic. Okay. We've got another segment. Let's take a break. It's Erica Salda. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. We've got Emily in the house. We air four times a week. Dominique, do you know when we air? Yes, I do. Okay. Tuesdays. That's the best time. 9 a.m. You get us on 1290 a.m. 11 o'clock. Also 11 p.m. Sundays at 6 p.m. 
and Mondays at 3 a.m. You can join us when you're sneaking in. We're on the Shackley diet right now, so there's no more pie for me. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Emily. So I am, would like to do a little segment about sparking your creativity. And I, so if you have a dream that you would like to play the guitar, the piano, the ukulele, or you want to sing, but something's holding you back, perhaps you're not doing what I call celebrating your song. Through the entry into this world, you have birthed the unique spark of who you are. I call this your song. According to the Zohar text, the universe is aflame with the song of every aspect of creation. As you begin to listen to this song inside of you, it becomes louder and gives you intuitive promptings to manifest dreams for yourself and the planet. Creative expression is our birthright. We all have dreams sung to us by the divine, and they are meant to manifest. The Australian Aborigines sung their world into creation. Every tree, flower, mountain had a song. Indigenous cultures throughout the world have sung, danced, created art as a way to connect in community and with spirit. These ancient people believe that artistic and musical expression were integral to the health and well-being of the tribe. Unfortunately, in our modern American culture, many people have lost that connection with their soul and their communities. People use artistic uh, and musical expression more sometimes for seeking fortune and fame as opposed to a medium for wisdom and healing. Sadly, many people have a song to sing but are too timid to make the sound. Bruce Chatwin in the song lines describes the process as the following. Each totemic ancestor while traveling through the continent was thought to have scattered a trail of words and musical notes along the line of his footprints. These dreaming tracks lay over the land as ways of communication between the most far-flung tribes. They wandered over the continent in the dream time, singing out the names of everything that crossed their path. Birds, animals, plants, rocks, water holes, and so sang their world into existence. I would encourage everybody listening to take a moment to celebrate the gift of the unique spark of who you are and to ask yourself one question. To write this down in a journal that, do I have, what is my deepest dream? Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got, I got to just, I'm wowed. I'm, that's just, I, I, I was just trying wow. to think about what my deepest dream is. <laughs> wow. Because my oldest son played violin and was played it beautifully, mind you, and loved it. My youngest child, not so much. Yeah. We tried to get him to play everything, and he it just wouldn't play anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I personally tried to play guitar, and I never could though. And I, was, I, I got can help frustrated. You. There you I go. I want to. You can find your song. I want to help you find. I want to play. I'm being followed by a moon shadow by Cat Stevens. <laughs> You'll get it around hard. the campfire. <laughs> She's gonna. Hey, we're gonna sing that song next week on the ukulele. There, okay? There's well, a ukulele in your future. <laughs> until then. Santa Barbara, we all love you so much. Thank you. Um, hey, do, we have a matching uh, Unity Shop $100,000 uh, donation thing that I, that I just found out about Tom Reed. He wanted me to make a pitch for that. So if you can help, we'd really appreciate it. Until then, make somebody happy today. God bless. See you next week. Look at this. Oh, wow. Look at this.